the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, testing positive for Super Bowl fever as your host today. And we're going to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit this hour, happening right here in Southern California at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. It is so exciting. Not only is it happening right here in our town, which makes it always exciting, but our own hometown Rams are in the Super Bowl. Are you rooting for the Rams? Are you uh, rooting for the Bengals? There's probably some uh, Cincinnati fans out there. And, uh, you know, you can go ahead and call. It's okay. We love you. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-LA-TALKS is that phone number. It's open line Friday, so whatever's on your mind, feel free to give a call. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I've got stuff in front of me in the stack to talk about, and so I'll do that. But if you have something on your mind, a question you've ever wanted to ask a pastor, something you've got going on in your life, something that you want to ask about the news or chime in about something, you want to give me your uh, Super Bowl prediction, your favorite Super Super Bowl uh, mix mix of candies or nuts or or chips or other things, Uh, I'm thinking a lot about that. That's one of my favorite parts of uh, Super Bowl Sunday, whatever your your plans are. You want, uh, I'm going to give you a little secret in a minute of how I think you could score some tickets at the very last minute to this game. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That is the number. And I've got my coffee with me today. Today, I've been very environmentally friendly in the sense that I did go out and buy a coffee this morning from uh, not St. Arbucks, but another large retailer, and uh, but I've been reusing that cup and using my own coffee uh, from home today to refill it. So even though I have that cup still with me, I've been using it all day. That's good, right? Um, you know, something else that you can do on Super Bowl weekend, just in case you're like me, maybe this sounds silly to you or embarrassing, but the sample ladies are back at Costco and Super Bowl weekend is amazing. They don't get the hot dog at first. Just go inside and, you know, have the samples. You will get ham. You will get every kind of dip there is. You will get chips. You will get vegetables, salad. You'll have a complete seven or eight course meal right there. And uh, hopefully you buy something. That's why they're giving you that. And I usually end up buying something, you know, and uh, then I come home and my wife says, was this on the list? You know, and I'm I'm staring at like 16 vats of some kind of salsa. Uh, no, uh, that wasn't on the list, but it's good. Try some. Uh, that's something I like about the weekend. I'll probably try to get out there. Do you have any other other plans for the Super Bowl traditions that maybe you really like? You want to share them with us? You can do that, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Like I said, uh, this is Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls. Uh, Janice from Torrance, uh, you've been holding for a while. Janice, how you doing? Hello. Hi, Hi I'm Janice. doing great. I, I'm sorry I was in my car driving, so I couldn't have uh, called you earlier. Uh, I want to comment on Canada and the truckers. I just want to say I'm behind them 100%. I really think, you know, we Americans should, you know, fight for our freedoms as well, especially being Christians. And also, as far as um, the policewoman, as cute as the she might have been, um, 
handing the note. We don't know what's on the note, but guess what? They're not free. Yes, everything goes up in a cloud, but don't we need to stand up and fight? I'm 60 freaking seven years old, and I've seen a lot come down. And I see that, not, I mean, I drive from Bell, California, all the way home here in Torrance, and I don't hear very many people talking. I, what happened to the passion, you know, of uh, America? You know, we have, to, we have to defend our rights. We have to stand up for our our rights, and I and I think we have to vote. And just like you're like, you know, well, if that that comment was like pretty airy fairy to me, like, oh well, gee, if you know, this kid was going to shoot up the school, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different subject. We're not. Well, I think it goes into uh, you know. There's a lot of tension. I appreciate your call there, uh, Janice. Thank you for calling in. There is a tension going on between. Uh, you know how to do this. That, I think that the the if you weren't with us in the last hour, we played a clip of uh, an interaction between a homeowner and uh, a police officer who came to somebody's house in Canada. And the reason the police officer was there was because the person who lived in the home had posted something on a Facebook group related to these Canadian truckers. And the police officer acknowledged that they're monitoring that group and they're going out and giving cards uh, and instructions to people about what peaceful protest is. Uh, probably according to whatever Canadian law is. And part of the tension is, is that should police officers, you know, how would you feel if a police officer comes to your home? And, you know, I feel pretty, you know, I, it's very scary about that. If I'm not doing anything wrong, right? So here's the hard part. I'm not doing anything wrong. And in the one sense, I think to myself, well, then I shouldn't worry about it. I'm not doing anything wrong. But what happens in, you know, the other side of the tension is, well, what if I am doing something wrong and the police officer being there can't prevent it? And a caller called in and said, you know, maybe some of these school shootings and other things could have been prevented if people had acted on what's being posted online and stuff. And there's certainly some truth to that. Maybe they could be. So where do you draw the line when it comes to your freedoms? Um, where do you draw the line to? And maybe it's not as much about freedom. Maybe it's a, you know, it's the hard part is that how do you, where do you draw the line in such a way that you don't get in trouble for something you haven't done yet? That gets really difficult. Remember that movie? There's an old Tom Cruise movie called The Minority Report, and what it was about was sort of these psychic judges who could look into the future and determine whether or not you were going to commit a crime, and so then they would arrest you before you committed the crime. And you hadn't actually done it yet, but because these psychics knew you were going to do it, uh, they arrested you. So it raised that question. Right. And that movie, uh, I think one of the issues was there's three judges and uh, one of them voted no and the other two voted yes. But people were still getting arrested for that. It was an interesting subject. That's the tension that we're talking about here with police coming to your home or the CIA monitoring everything you're doing online and things like that. At the same time, we've prevented terrorist attacks because of that kind of monitoring that has happened. We've seen these kinds of things happen. It is a it is a serious 21st century question about our freedoms and how do we live in a society where you still have freedom and in a world where the government, when it takes these steps, often it leads to uh, tyrannical things. And I think that's a big part of the tension also. It's we are looking at government overreach. Most people, I think, are thinking today now with even some of the COVID things yesterday in Sacramento the uh, state house voted to maintain the emergency declaration in California, which is interesting since we're hosting the Super Bowl. 
and all the sample ladies are back at Costco. And uh, other than the masks and certain things, you know, people are going back to work. The traffic is back. Uh, everything's not 100% at all. But are we still under a COVID emergency or are we in a place where it could be managed now without giving government officials emergency powers? These are questions that we have to be considering as citizens. Um, it's a big deal. So thank you for your call on that. It's a, it's, uh, it's a pretty serious thing, and I would encourage you to look at history. Uh, the history is not good of governments who over-police. The history is also not good uh, of citizens who aren't paying attention to what's going on. 888-528-2557, open line Friday, 888-LA-TALKS. Uh, All right, I want to change the subject here to uh, the fun of the Super Bowl that is coming up here in our town. And I want to also keep something in the back of your mind that this is a, a an opportunity, an opportunity at the Super Bowl to get together with your friends, but to represent Christ wherever you are. And uh, maybe you maybe you didn't know this, but some of the people who are players some of the people who you're going to see on the field have tremendous testimonies, really good testimonies about Jesus Christ. And that may come out. That might come out in a post-game interview, pre-game interview. It's very much uh, what some people are about on both teams, by the way, Bengals and also the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm going to play a couple of clips uh, where you'll get an example of some things that come out in interviews. This is an interview with Bengals coach Zach Taylor, uh, about his faith. Wilbur, go ahead and play that clip. You know, we, we've been talking to some of your players, Evan McPherson specifically, and in other situations like this, like coaches like Tony Dungy, uh, you know, where they're here this week excited. And and they've talked about things like, you know, faith and family and friends and then football. I'm just curious how those things line up for you and, you know, pressing into to, towards Sunday. In that order, you know, as you mentioned, and um, you know, that's just how I was raised. And, um, you know, certainly I'm a believer and, and uh, you know, believe that my faith has put us in a position to do some really special things. Uh, my family is very important. You know, I think all of our coaches and players' families are, are a big part of this, the support systems that we have at home. Um, I've got the best wife going around, you know, and, and she's been so supportive and uh, it's difficult for them too. And they get to enjoy these moments just as much as we do because they've had hard times. They've had to endure, you know, raising four kids by yourself and same thing with all these other coaches, wives and players, wives, for the most part, we're gone a lot. And uh, you know, and, and usually these are the times we spend with them in, in January and February. We're happy to not be doing that right now. I think they're happy that we're not around. Uh, but, but again, it is, it is fun to go through this process with them. I've got two boys that are 11 and nine years old and and this is you know this Super Bowl is, is huge for them. They get to enjoy that school from the, their schoolmates and their teachers, and um, that part has been really fun. That maybe people don't realize. We're here with the team. It's special. I love enjoying it with them, but I also love going home and seeing the excitement on my family's faces uh, when we've done all these great things that we've done recently. Well, we're praying for you guys. Excited for you to be there, man. Uh, do well. Thanks, Jess. You know, I'm uh, I'm I am rooting for the Rams. I've been L.A. uh, native, grew up in uh, Palmdale, and I rooted for the Rams until they left, and then I stopped rooting for them, kind of, sort of. always wanted them to come back. I was thrilled when they came back, actually. I rooted for uh, the Raiders and the 49ers and whoever else we rooted for in L.A. uh, Chargers. Um, But it's so exciting that the Rams are back. But I don't want to miss the the story here. And there's another testimony that uh, is also huge. I'm going to give you here about from a Rams player in just a minute. 
The Bengals coach um, making these statements, don't miss the fact that there's an opportunity here. The Bengals had a 1% chance to make the Super Bowl. Did you know that? They were one out of 100 that they were going to make the Super Bowl, and here they are. Their average age is 25.8 years. Uh, they are the youngest team ever to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's pretty cool. The uh, uh, story here about his faith, I think, is going to come out. If the Bengals end up winning this game, he's going to stand up there and he's going to share his faith. And you're going to be with people from your workplace or people in your family, and you're going to hear this together. Are you ready for this? Uh, if you're a believer, see, I think that we as believers need to take the opportunities, even through sports, and especially through sports maybe, to realize that God has put us in a position to be prepared to give a reason for the hope we have. And uh, do you think about sports this way? I've decided, it took me a while. I used to not really like it when athletes would sort of, uh, you know, baseball players will hit their chest and point to the sky. Sometimes they're thinking about a, their dad who passed away or something, but lots of times they're giving glory to Christ, you know, and, and you win the Super Bowl and you thank Jesus and you go, okay, does Jesus really care that you won the Super Bowl and the scheme of what's going on in the world and discipleship? And then I realized something. I realized that God is infinite. I realized that that there is no time in the same way we see it for God. And God has just as much amount of time for you to give him thanks for winning the Super Bowl or winning the Little League game or, or any kind of victory that you have. He has just as much time for that as the big things in life. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for healing my, my wife. Thank you for these gifts that, you, you know, God wants to hear our praise in the big things and the small things. And it turns out that when you think about it this way, sporting events like the Super Bowl are an opportunity for believers to invite the people that are your friends, the people who you know, the people that you interact with. I call that group your oikos, okay? The people that are strategic in your life, that God has purposely and providentially placed there on purpose for you to witness to. This is an opportunity. Can I just put it there? And can you pray for, for these players as they're going? Uh, in this game, that their testimony would be good, that they wouldn't get caught up into the temptations that are huge in professional sports and huge uh, in the NFL in particular. Uh, NFL uh, athletes who give their testimony, uh, or really any professional athlete, there's tremendous temptations, but there's a lot going on uh, with athletes in the NFL. And for these athletes to give their testimony, it is spectacular. One of the greatest players on the Los Angeles Rams is Cooper Cup. And he is a Christ follower. He and his wife have great testimonies. They're very public about their faith. Uh, play uh, Cooper Cup number one, Wilbert. I've heard you say that a couple of times. And truthfully, as a reporter, I don't hear that too much from athletes about the process. And especially when you're saying the end result, not to be defined by it. Can you give me where you learn that? It, it I haven't heard that since Phil Jackson, quite frankly, was coaching the Lakers. Um, where did you, where was that taught? Where was that ingrained in you? Yeah, well, I mean, that just, that's spoken from my faith, my belief that, you know, I was made to play this game, that God created me with the specific passions um, and, and abilities to play this game of football. Um, so in that regard, I, I play this game to glorify him above anything else. So um, first and foremost, that, that is what it is. I'm, I'm playing to glorify God. And, and no matter what happens at the end of the game, um, as much as, you know, competitors might hate to hear it, like it comes second to um, my belief in the process of continuing to be able to play free and trust that 
Um, I'm doing everything I possibly can to be my best for him before anything else. And, um, you know, that just allows me that freedom then to believe in every single moment of that process, being the best teammate I can be, um, being the best man I can be, being the best um, player I can be for the coaches, the teammates that I'm playing alongside. And, um, you know, if I can step into that place, I can walk off that field feeling like I gave everything I possibly had um, to play this game to the best of my ability for those guys to glorify God. At the end of the day, the the ends are going to take care of themselves. And, um, you know, that, that allows me just to enjoy that process, to enjoy every moment with those guys. Because every time they get step on the field, it's, just, it's such a blessing. It's such an incredible blessing. You know, step on the field with the people that God's put around me, um, with the teammates, the friends, the, the, the what's become my family, being able to step on that field with those guys. Um, I never want to step on that field and not be enjoying that time with them. Um, so, you know, that allows me just to enjoy that process, to be free to um, love every second of being out there and let the ends rest where it is. You know, you know we get to be in a place where we play from victory, not for victory. And, and that's a very, very freeing thing as a, as a football player. Amen. Thank you. Yep. Great testimony by uh, the Rams uh, player there. You know, there are seven, seven different players who have uh, outspoken testimonies about Jesus that you're going to hear about this weekend in the game. And I want you to think about that. There's so many other things to think about the game, and it's fun to watch. But there is an opportunity for inspiration. Maybe it's with your kids. My kids are are 9 and uh, 12, almost 13 and 10. I'm negotiating with my 9-year-old not to turn 10, but he, he turns 10 in March. He's still on schedule for that. Um. They're going to watch this year and maybe have more of an interest than usual. And it matters to me that my boys get to hear the testimony of these men playing football, that they get to hear that you can do that and you can praise the Lord, that you can keep your faith in a difficult environment. I'm hoping that we have that opportunity to do that. I'm going to talk about it during the game. There are several people on both teams, Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson. Uh, He loves the Lord. He gave thanks to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when he went to the Pro Bowl. And uh, he's 27 years old. He lists a Bible verse on his Instagram. By the way, the the Instagram and the social media of players, I don't know if you follow all that. And uh, I'm not encouraging you to uh, go out and get an Instagram if you don't have one. But but so many people are on there, and it influences people. That's why they call them, you heard about this, social media influencers. And these are people just like you who develop a following one way or the other. Some are doing it on purpose now. And advertisers or companies will come to them and say, hey, would you mind wearing our products in your Instagram videos, in your Instagram pictures? And the idea is they're influencing the culture one way or the other. And social media has enormous influence. And on the one hand, I will tell you that you have to be careful with social media because it will steal your soul. It really will. It uh, If you struggle with comparisonitis where you just compare yourself to everybody else, You know, people don't post the bad things that are going on in their life most of the time. They post the really great moments. They post the Hawaii trip that you don't get to take, but they're there with their uh, two and a half kids and everybody's smiling and everybody's happy. And uh, what you don't see is the screaming and yelling and crying in the roach-infested hotel room and whatever else they might be going through in their life because nobody posts that. But what happens is people see that and they go, I wish I had that. I wish I was like them. For you, social media is kind of a disaster. Um, but if you can look at it as just another place that's sort of the the social, I don't know, the, the social gathering place 
where you anticipate that people aren't sharing everything. People are reserved um, on the one hand. Or on the other hand, they're just mean and nasty. They're not reserved. They're just being cruel. Don't pay attention to those people either. They'll tear you to shreds. But there is a tremendous influence uh, to people on there. And so somebody like Trey Hendrickson, um, who has all kinds of stuff online, uh, it's a lot of influence, and especially to young people, uh, it matters. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither, also another Bengals player, is open about his Christian faith, and they're on Instagram, and Davis Gaither uh, puts stuff on there about his baptism, his testimony of his baptism. He said, after 23 years, I am so proud to have given my life to Christ Received the gift of new life. God has done wonderful things in my life. Picked me up from my lows and humbled me at my highs. Every step of my life, God has blessed me in so many ways. I'm blessed that I am able to share his love and let my life be a testimony of all of his unwavering love for us all. That's really cool. We want to encourage these athletes and pray for them that they not only play well, that they do well, and... uh, that their testimony is something that is protected. It matters. Uh, It's a really big deal uh, to do that. Hey, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's Open Line Friday. We're talking about the Super Bowl right now and Christian players that you'll be seeing this weekend. But you can call in and anything that's on your mind, I'd love to hear from you. You can talk about your Super Bowl plans, what are your plans for food, plans to gather, any response to the stuff we're talking about, or just something else that uh, is on your mind that you'd like to talk with us about today, you can do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-LA-TALKS. This is the Friday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right back. Hey, Cooper, as you reflect on going from having no college offers and redshirting at Eastern to now starting in a Super Bowl, what has this season meant to you? And just how validating would a Lombardi trophy be to kind of culminate your football journey so far? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think you're you're really talking about, you know, kind of what I've just been, you know, discussing. I'm, I, don't, I don't need the validation, you know, the honors, the awards the trophies they are what they are but uh, that's never going to be it's never going to be you know fulfilling for me um you know that's it's great that those things come along because it means I got to play alongside some really good football players alongside some some really good men that put a lot into this game um but I don't need validation from any man on this earth I don't need validation from any trophies or any awards um you know I've been validated so um I'm just going to continue to trust the process what a great answer from Cooper Cup of the Rams being asked that question. And he turns it around in his faith. He says, I don't need validation. I just give all glory to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, whatever you do. This is such an amazing thing when you think about it. Whatever you do. Well, I play professional football for the Rams. All right, do it for the glory of God. Well, I push a leaf blower down Gower. Fine, do it to the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. That's such a huge thing in in life to to do that. It keeps you humble. It keeps you in the right frame of mind. It keeps you remembering that your hope is in Christ. Did you know something that if you are a believer, if you believe in Jesus, your best days are always ahead of you. They're just always ahead. Whatever you're going through, your best days are ahead. If, 
if the Rams win the Super Bowl, if Cooper Cup is the MVP and he gets a Super Bowl trophy, an MVP trophy, he's got an NFC trophy, um, he did not win um, uh, Most Valuable Player. Uh, you know what? It is going to be so much better for him one day when he is in heaven. Like his best days are still ahead of him because he's a follower of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? Do you believe that? Gosh, I hope that you do. That's something I'm excited about for uh, him in the Super Bowl, his testimony. I think God's going to use that. I think that people are going to hear the gospel because of a wide receiver. I think that people are going to hear the gospel because of the testimony that players bring at the at the Super Bowl. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. Open line Friday. You can call about anything you like. 888-LA-TALKS. 888-528-2557. I thought I would spend some time talking about the Super Bowl since it's right here in our town, right here in Southern California. If you're in San Diego, it's not your town, but it, we don't have football in San Diego anymore. So it's it's moved up north. We just got to enjoy it. And uh, they built a brand new big, huge stadium uh, for uh, lots of billions of dollars. And uh, hopefully it's paying for itself over time. I, uh, I wanted to, uh, to give you this little tip here. If you still need tickets uh, for the Super Bowl, first of all, if you're not going to the game and you need something to do with your tickets, I'd be glad to take them off your hand. Just give me a call here, 888-528-2557. You know, I'm happy to take the tickets for you. Um, but if you are desperate for a ticket and you want to get in. I had this I had this weird thought. I don't know if this makes any sense or if it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying. You know, the uh there's covid rules for getting in the stadium. And you have to have uh my understanding is you're going to have to either show vac- that you've been vaccinated or you're going to have to show um a a negative test. All right, in order to get into SoFi Stadium. That is what's going to happen. If that is the case, and I think it is, what you could do is just go to the stadium and stand there by the door and wait for somebody to have a positive test. You know, people often don't even know they have symptoms. They stick the thing up their nose and suddenly they're positive. And what are they going to do? They're going to they're gonna be very upset, very angry. Maybe they just hand you the tickets. You'd be like, well, if you can't go, does that make any sense? I don't know. That's my secret right there. That's it. That's it. You find people who uh, they... You know, there's going to be people who sneak in and they full on know they got the COVID, but they spent $5,000 for the ticket. They're going to go. And uh, who are those people? Where are the five people in 100,000 who are going to put on that mask that they give you? Maybe. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting day. That's that's my thought if you need the ticket uh, uh, to do that. Hey, Robert in L.A., welcome to Southern California Live. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I just wanted to... Uh... Sorry about it, but uh, little tears in my eyes yeah. uh, to hear a young a young kid like that um, that really cares about God. Yeah. And um, it's sad that I come across a lot of kids that don't have that faith anymore. And uh, I struggle with that with my own children mm-hmm. and uh, trying to get them to uh, understand that without God in their life, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. It's, a, it's, a, it's the foundation of everything, the frame, the, the concrete uh, of your framing. And uh, I just want to, God bless the parents of that, of that kid, of that football player. Hey, um, Robert, how, how old are your be, kids? It'll be an honor, honor to see him play this weekend. Yeah, it'll be exciting to watch him. How old are your kids, Robert? <laughs> Robert? Range from uh, 32, 25, and 19. 32, 25, and 19. And, and uh, not... social media, 
And unfortunately, the social media, as you said, they played a big impact in a negative way. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm proud of, I'm proud of him for taking the platform, and uh, and uh, and I, and that's what we we need to do. We need to not be so embarrassed to take that platform against people that don't believe in God or or, or their faith is not as strong to bring them and, and hug them and, and, and show them that, you know, without him in our lives, we're going to have, we're going to have a hard time. Yeah. You know, that's why we're talking about uh, these players and their testimonies and why they're important. If I can just get that across, um, you know, you said you're talking about young people and being away from the Lord and your own kids. Um, the the way the culture is right now, yes, a lot of younger people more than ever are away from the Lord, meaning that they don't claim any sort of faith. But there's also studies that are showing that the ones who do, like Cooper Cup, are very devout, more devout than previous generations for a long time. There is a lot of hope. And uh, Robert, are you still with me? I'm, I'm with you. Hey, can I just take a minute and uh, and pray for you and your kids? I he- I feel your heart breaking, and my heart is yeah. breaking for you. All right, I can I do that? that? All right. God, right now, I just want to lift up Robert, who is feeling blessed because of the testimony of a young player on the Rams today, but he is burdened about his kids, and so many people listening are burdened about where their kids are with you, and we live in this this time where there is so much distraction. God, I pray for his kids, 32, 25, 19. I pray that something this weekend would hit them, that they would know that Jesus is Lord, that they would reflect on what their dad has told them, that the parts that they have listened to, and we know they've heard it, would show up as true and meaningful. I pray that God, you'd get a hold of their lives and that they'd turn their lives to you. I pray that you would keep Robert strong, keep him loving his kids and praying for them every single day and for every parent out there with the same burden. Lord, we pray for our kids. We pray that events like this Super Bowl and these testimonies of these players would impact our kids in ways that are just miraculous, that we would see people come to Christ this weekend while they're at their Super Bowl parties because they hear these things because we're praying for them. Drive us as believers to be praying during that game for those things and especially for these players who know you. I thank you for Robert and his love for you and his kids. In Jesus' name, amen. Robert, thank you for calling. Amen. Uh, Amen a thousand times. Thank you so much. Love you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. See what I mean? When you get down to it in life, Super Bowl is fun, but... There is something else that God can do, even through these things that seem so surfacey, and there's so much glitz and glamour and the money and the trophies. And then you get a guy who says, I don't need any validation. I've got all the validation I need is Jesus Christ, somebody to look up to, like Cooper Cup. I'm going to keep praying for Robert's kids uh, and yours during this uh, this weekend. Uh, Jackie from Compton, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, I just wanted to call in. I'm listening to your program, and it touched my heart, too. Yeah. Um, I have a nine-year-old grandson. He's a really good little baseball player, and his dream is to be a professional baseball yeah. player. And his dad's not a believer. You know, okay. I'm the believer in the family. I'm yeah. his grandma. And I always talk to him about the Lord, and I tell him, you know, you need to put the Lord first. 
Yeah. And just like really honestly, just like um, I think it was three months ago, he asked me, you know, hey, how do you get Jesus in your heart? And I prayed with him, you know. Oh, and I wow. just love these stories. Yes. And he loves football, too. I'm going to be at his house watching the game and I'm going to share this with him, you know. And what's the name of that quarterback? Because I'm not, I'm not really into football. He's the receiver. The it's Coop, Cooper Cup. He's the, he's the receiver, Cooper Cup. The receiver. Okay, my grandson will know that. He'll yeah. Know. So oh, yeah, he will. He's a believer in the Lord. He's going to pay more attention to that. So I just wanted to thank you for sharing all this. Cause, yeah. And I, that's why I wanted to call because I just touched my heart. And, um, yes, it's, it's wow. Wow, Jackie. It's, uh, it's it's weird because I think that that's my calling in my life right now. I I never knew what my calling was really. Yeah. And I'm 58 years old, and I think my calling is you know by my grandkids not being believers. I I love their father not being a believer. I'm praying for him every day. But I think yeah. me being an impact in their life, you know, I'm always trying to. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing this today and. Yeah, happy Super Bowl to you, too. Have hey, a great day. Hey, Jackie, let okay, me give you something. You. Hey, Jackie, you still with me? Yes. Um, yes. Hey, you know what? That thought that you had about this being your purpose in life, I want you to know that it is, okay? It's not It's not weird. Okay, it totally you. is. So I'm going to pray for you. And there is a, uh, there's a resource out there. Uh, do you have Internet access? Yes. You can go do. online. Check out a website called LegacyCoalition.com. What that is is it's a ministry for grandparents just like you. And how do you yeah. share Christ with your grandkids? Okay, LegacyCoalition.com. And uh, we'll pray that Sunday is the best Super Bowl ever because of your time with your grandson. Thank you All so right. much for sharing that with me. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. See, everybody, there. God does amazing things even through um, the Super Bowl stuff. Gosh, we got to keep praying for our kids and for our grandkids uh, that they come to know the Lord, that all the stuff going on in the world will point them to the Lord. And uh, this is why we give our testimonies. This is why we don't be afraid to tell people we love Jesus. It's okay. And not only is it okay, it's why we're here. It's the reason that you are called to be a believer as an ambassador of Christ. And the people who are going to listen to you most are your family, your close friends, the people in your life. Phone number here is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live, the Friday edition. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Friday here on Southern California Live, our last segment together for the week, our last segment before the Super Bowl. And by the way, uh, Monday is Valentine's Day. Before you miss that uh, notion there, we've been talking about the Super Bowl and uh, athletes who have uh, tremendous faith. We've heard some testimonies from a couple of them, especially from Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams. And uh, wow, it's pretty moving. And your calls, uh, thank you for those calls. We're praying for our kids and the opportunity that this weekend really is, not just for a lot of fun, but for a lot of ministry, for God to be glorified, for people to know Christ for real, to push aside all the clutter that gets in the way uh, so often. Uh, so we're praying, praying about that. Uh, there's a, a local story from the Olympics I don't want to miss today because I think maybe it's uh, Southern California-centric. Did you know Sean White? Uh, he is the great snowboarder. He used to be known as the Flying Tomato. Uh, he 
uh, retired today. His last race was today, five-time Olympian and three-time Olympic gold medalist. And uh, he's been in the 2006, 10, 14, 18, and 22 Olympics. He's 68 years old. No, not really. I think he's only 35. I think he was 12 or something when his first uh, Olympic Games. Uh, he was born in San Diego, and uh, he grew up surfing and worked in San Clemente. And uh, he, uh, you may not realize this, but he had a uh, congenital heart defect when he was born, which required two open-heart surgeries before the age of one. Uh, that defect, if left untreated, has a 50% mortality rate before three years old and little chance of reaching adulthood. And there are all kinds of complications that people can have even when they have the surgery. Uh, but he's doing good. And uh, he finished in fourth place today. And this clip here is Sean White after in his interview after his final race. You're leaving here with your head held high. Yeah, you know, um, sorry, you're going to get me <laughs> ugly crying here. But um yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not upset about the result. I, I obviously would have loved to put down that last run. I was having some difficulties. Honestly, my my back leg for some reason it was like giving out on every run, and I was just muscling to make it happen. And I, I made it happen for two runs, and the last run it just I couldn't hold on. And um, yeah, a lot of emotions hitting me right now. Um, just to cheer the crowd and some kind words from my fellow competitors at the bottom. And um, I'm so happy. <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for watching. Um, That's okay. Everyone at home, thank you. Snowboarding, thank you. Um, it's, it's been the love of my life. So, You know what I really liked about that interview? Obviously, he's emotional, and I can understand that. It's been his whole life, you know, and when you start so young, um, that, you know, your career, you've been, you're 35, it seems so young, but, but your career has been going on, um, like most of us, maybe when we're uh, 50 years old or something. Uh, I loved his gratitude that he took that moment to, in the midst of all that emotion, in the midst of that personal attention, in the midst of, <coughs> excuse me, all of the different things going through his mind, that he took the time to thank his competitors to thank uh, his fans and the viewers. And I thought it was a really good moment. Bummer that he couldn't win one more medal, but just the fact that he was there, pretty amazing. So I wanted you to know that and uh, and just pay attention to that. He's a Southern California kid. His family's here, and uh, we're grateful for him and the excitement that he's given us as a nation. All right, well, we have a few minutes left. If you want to give a call, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Do you have any special... Super Bowl traditions, maybe something that you really enjoy about the day. Uh, I am looking forward to the fun. The commercials, of course, I do look forward to those. Uh, they're not as good as they used to be. I miss, I don't know, I miss the Bud Bowl. Do they still do that? That was, I don't know why that was interesting. I don't even drink the beer, but uh, uh, those kinds of things were fun. Sometimes they're still pretty creative. Now they have these political ones sometimes, and it's like, ah, I don't need that in football. President Biden is going to be interviewed during halftime. This has become a thing recently where we interview the president of the United States during the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, Snoop Dogg is going to be doing the half the halftime show uh, with a whole bunch of other people. Uh, and then the president will be on. President Trump was interviewed a lot during the halftime show. I think President Obama and Bush were. So this is kind of a recent thing. I don't know if I really want to watch that part. Um, I'm signing a petition to bring Weird Al Yankovic to... Uh, the next Super Bowl halftime show. 
Um, and the other thing I like about Super Bowl Day is the fun and the food with people. All right, you get the nachos and you got chips and dip, guacamole dips, bean dips, sour cream dips, artichoke dips, clam dip, queso dip, dill dip, corn dip, bacon dip, hummus dip, onion dip, spinach dip, garlic dip, French dip. I know that's a sandwich, but you have the thing that you dip it in and it's really good. Buffalo dip, cheese dip, yogurt dips, crab dips, Tex-Mex dip, five-layer dip, seven-layer dip, and baba ganoush. See, it's so much fun. And then there's the salsas. All kinds of salsas, mild, medium, and hot, chunky, chipotle, habanero, jalapeno, salsa verde, salsa roja, picante, pico de gallo, salsa taqueria, so many different kinds. See, this is just, it is a smorgasbord of wonderfulness going on. You know why people like salsa? Because it's fun to say salsa. I got that from an old TV show. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think, in fact, I even had this thought today. I don't know yet if uh, we're going to have the game on at my house or if we're going to friend's house. We'll figure that out as it goes on. I've got an old TV in the garage. I think I'm going to prop it up in the kitchen because I don't want to miss anything just if I happen to go get more chips and dip uh, and do that. So I look forward to that. I like to uh, sometimes during halftime. I stopped watching the halftime show most of the time, actually, because it's not safe for kids anymore. Once in a while it is. Once in a while it's pretty good, but uh, I don't know. Um, Ever since the uh, wardrobe malfunction, it seems to have gone downhill most years. Not every year, but uh, most years from, from there. Um, so I hoping it, it goes pretty well. And, uh, sometimes if I don't have plans, I just, uh, I take a nap if the game's not any good. Last few years, the game has been great. The last few years we have, uh, really enjoyed the Super Bowl. Like the, the score has been good. I have a hunch. I have a hunch. This one's going to be close. Uh, I might be wrong, but, uh, the Rams clearly are the favorite. They are the team to beat. They are the team who should win, but, uh, the Bengals have something to prove. And that that means a lot in sports. Um, So we'll see what happens. You got any plans? You got anything going on uh, for the Super Bowl? I hope that you do. I hope that you plan to have um, a really good time uh, doing all of those things. Um, I plan to be with uh, my family and uh, doing some things. Here's a way as we uh, we close out here in just a couple of minutes. Just uh, want to share something personal. Thank you for being uh, part of uh, the show. I love being with you when I have the opportunity and I'll be here the week after next with you, um, and um, quite a bit through the, the month of March. I love the fact that we're our family here, that we can share uh, our burdens. I'm not, I'm not even emotionally over a couple of calls that we got uh, last segment. Uh, gosh, we got to pray for our kids and support each other through our, our kids in this in this world today. And you know what? We can do that, and there's some great stories. My first job in ministry, uh, I didn't have to be... I don't know if I should phrase it that way. I didn't get to be a youth director. I got to skip that part. My first job was young adult ministry and my first ministry job. That meant everybody who's like post-college, so 22 and older uh, is where that began, going up to about 28 or 29. Uh, and if you were like 38 coming to that group, we have to kick you out because that was not cool. And one of the, the blessings of that group is during that age, and I did some things with 30s also, 20s and 30s, so many people come back to Christ. And if you're discouraged about maybe your kids or somebody that you know who's that age, let me encourage you, especially if they grew up in the church, and it's different maybe if they've never heard the gospel before, you're hoping that they hear it. But for a lot of kids, they grew up in church, they went to youth group, they they were there every Sunday, they know the gospel, they, they have a pretty good idea what it is. Let me tell you something that I heard from so many 
of these young adults. When they came back to Christ, they left Christ maybe after high school and were pretty wild during college or during the military years or whatever. They come back to Christ, and it's their own faith. It's not their parents. It's not their grandparents. They have come back. You know what they say? They usually say, you know what? I was listening when I was a kid. I listened to my parents. I heard my grandparents. I listened to the youth pastor. I listened to the pastor, and I heard it. I just didn't want to hear it is what they'll say. But I want to encourage you that your words and your prayers are not wasted on people, that they do listen. And sometimes they're just not at a place where their heart is going to turn to the Lord, but never, ever give up at whatever age they might be. My great-grandmother heard the gospel her entire life. She didn't get saved until she was 90, nine zero. And uh, she got baptized at 90. She lived to be 101. She got 11 years knowing the Lord before uh, she got to meet him in person. Never give up. Never give up on your prayers. And take advantage of the opportunities that come our way. And the Super Bowl, my friends, is an opportunity. Know which of these athletes have a testimony. Pay attention to their interviews during or after, before the game. And pray for your loved ones that they would be impacted. We, as part of the church, we're the body, the hands and feet of Christ. We're the body of Christ, and we all play different roles. And you may have said everything that you can say to somebody who needs to come to Christ, but there's somebody else, maybe a professional football player, who will do that for you and uh, do that for your loved one. That's a big part of this weekend. That's a big part of who we are as a family here at KKLA and KPRZ on Southern California Live. So, Thank you for being a part of our day today. I love being with you. I love you, and uh, it's great to be here. And I want to encourage you to go to the websites for this station, kkla.com, if you're in the Los Angeles area, or kprz.com, if you are in San Diego, and check out the other things that you get to do to connect with other believers right here in the Southland. There are a lot of different events, lots of different ways to connect, lots of programming that will bless you throughout the day And, you know, if you're burdened and you're just having a hard time, there is the gospel being preached. There are different things coming at us from a Christian perspective to encourage you, and I hope that you find yourself encouraged. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend, a great time with your family or friends or whatever you've got planned, or a weekend of healing if that's what you need, because maybe you got the COVID or something else. But whatever's going on, be blessed in the Lord, know his presence, he is with you, and he does love you. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. God bless you. Have a great day. For sending me all that stuff, too. Uh, Some days I have some prep time and some days I don't. And uh, you can always send me things like that. All right. And you, thank you. You have a great weekend. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.